Stay standing with me because we're going to read a passage of Scripture together found in Matthew chapter 15. And I'm going to be sharing with you today how desperation worked a miracle uh, for a mother, but the same applies for all of us. So here we go from Matthew uh, 15, verse 21. So read it with me, would you? Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman, Canaan, came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. That's a good little prayer there. But he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Pretty rude. And she said, yes, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered and said to woman, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. You may be seated. <clears throat> Jesus said of this Canaanite woman, uh, great is your faith. There's only said of one other person in all of Scripture, and that was to the Roman centurion. Now, this mother's daughter was demon-possessed. Now, I know a lot of you think your children are demon-possessed, <laughs> all right, at times, but this one was for real. I can't imagine the pain, the hardship, the struggle when you've got a child that is a massive challenge, and some of you will have that. Uh, it is a very, very difficult thing to process your way through. But this woman was probably uh, worshipped a foreign god, a shate, they would say. <clears throat> but she had heard about Jesus. Someone had told her about the miracles of Jesus. And so the first step in her incredible faith was she turned to Jesus for her answer. Whatever you're facing today, it's very easy to look to many different areas and even different people for our answers. But I want to encourage you to first and foremost, turn to Jesus. Jesus is the answer to your every need. He is the one who can give you your breakthrough. For Jesus, no mountain is too high, no valley is too deep. No one else can do what Jesus can do. And you know, with this woman's great faith, that almost as an unbeliever, maybe we're not sure exactly where she was, yet she still knew that Jesus was the answer. Isn't it amazing how many unbelievers out there, when the chips are down, when the struggle comes, where do they turn? Often they'll turn to the church, often they'll turn to God, they'll turn to Jesus. And this was the first step for this woman in her journey of great faith. In your desperation today, can I encourage you, turn to the one true living God. Turn to Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. And I guarantee there are people in this room, you're looking in every other direction and there's nothing wrong with some of that. But your primary focus should be to Jesus, should be to God, because He is the one that can give you the breakthrough. Faith in Hebrews 11 verse 1 is, is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith by dictionary definition 
listen to this, is complete trust in someone or in something. In our case, it's our complete trust in God. This woman had a huge trust in God that he would bring through a breakthrough and an answer for her. I wanna encourage you today, whatever you're facing, whatever your trust level is at, can you just shift it a gear and put your complete, total, 100% trust in God that He is not going to let you down. He is not going to fail you. He is going to come through for you. That is a definition of faith. My question to you, how complete, how full is your trust in God that He is going to work a breakthrough, a miracle, an answer to your situation? That's what faith is. And I guess for this woman, he described it as great faith. But it's a really interesting story here. Is in verse 23, he answered her, not a word. So Jesus, she's desperate, crying out, and there is silence from God. It's like he acted like he didn't even hear her. Does anyone identify with that? You've prayed, you've cried out to God, and all you get is silence. All you get is no answer to your prayer. All you get is nothing's happening. Even you may be as desperate as this woman was. And you know, when you're desperate, you think, God, surely he's gonna hear me. Surely he's gonna answer me. Well, sometimes the truth is there is a period of silence. But the beauty of this woman is she didn't get upset at this. She didn't walk away from God because of this. No, no, she held on in faith that even though there was silence, maybe for some period of time, I don't know how long, her great faith caused her to stay there. One of my messages for you today is this, that I feel in my heart is never ever give up on believing for your breakthrough. Never give up on, I don't care how long you've been praying, how long you've been believing, be it six months, be it six years, be it 50 years, be it 60 years, never give up on believing God to break through in your situation. Tell the person next to you, never, ever, ever give up. Because so many of us do. We go so far and then we call it a day, we give up and we quit. <clears throat> but this woman's great faith, she just was able to hang in there. I want you to see something though in this situation. Jesus wasn't ignoring her or being mean. He really wasn't. It's more like God himself saw a rare treasure of faith in this woman. And he was drawing it out of her. See, there's gold in you. There's treasure in you. And no one, could, no one could see what was in this Syrophoenician woman. Only God could see the rare treasure. And only he had the ability to draw it out of her. And friends, there is rare treasure in each and every person upstairs and downstairs in this building. And some of it you can't even see, but God can see it. 
And right now, He is working in your situation to draw out the gold, the treasure, the beauty, the wonders that He has placed in you. You're going to find in the days to come, if you allow Him to draw it out, which I'm finding in my life, God is drawing out gifts and treasures and abilities that I couldn't see. I never knew I had. God could see it, and He is drawing it out from me. But sometimes He draws it out in the darkness of your life. Sometimes when you're going through the dark night of the soul, that is the very time that God is at work. Diamonds are formed in the dark under great pressure. And so it's in the time of darkness where God sometimes is doing His greatest work in your life. He's seeing treasure in you and He's using your darkness. Don't ever think your darkness is wasted. Don't ever think nothing is happening in the dark. No, God is at work. He never stops working. Even though it doesn't look like it, He is still at work. He is doing something amazing in your life right now. No matter how dark it is, no matter how desperate it is, and no matter how troubled you are, God is working and He is working something good. He is working something amazing. He's drawing out treasure. He's drawing out gifts. He's drawing out faith. He's drawing out abilities in you. There's a day going to come. You're going to look back and you're going to think, oh my God, oh my God, I had no idea. You are forming a diamond. You are, and then one day he's going to display it on his finger. Don't despise the darkness. Don't despise the desperation. <clears throat> There's something fantastic about desperation because it drives you to do what you would never do otherwise. That's what kept this woman going was her desperation. Don't let your desperation cause you to give up, cause your desperation to drive you in. You know, some people get desperate and they walk away from God. This Syrophoenician woman, she walked into God. She got closer to God. She drew nearer to God. Friends, don't run away from God in your darkness. Run into God. He'll grab you and He'll work a miracle in your life. This, this is why this woman had great faith. Nothing was going to deter her. She was never going to give up, folks. Giving up was not in her vocabulary. She was going to hang in there probably to her last breath if it needed to be that way. Next, Jesus said, it gets worse. I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, I was not sent to Gentiles, to non-Jews like you. Sounds again like Jesus saying, I'm not going to heal your daughter. You know, the Jews saw healing as the children's bread. They saw the Gentiles as the dogs. <laughs> they were, and the healing was not, not for them at all. And so she saw, despite these discouraging words, despite being an outsider, like she had what Jesus was saying, you've got no right to make a claim on the children's bread. You're a Gentile. You're a dog. You're not one of the Jews. Imagine being told that. You're crying out to God for your breakthrough. And he said, it's not for you. That's for everyone around you, but it's not for you. Do you ever feel that way? Do you feel, feel God's got a breakthrough for everyone else, but it's not for you? That's what it would have felt like this woman. She was discouraged and she was downcast, but she wouldn't give up. Yeah. Are you discouraged? Are you downcast? Are you tired of making another declaration of breakthrough? Are you tired of fighting? Are you tired of singing, I know a breakthrough is coming? Are you tired of praying again and again and you're feeling discouraged? You're feeling this is not happening? You're feeling God's not hearing your cry? Join the Phoenician woman, but she would not give up. Yeah, I say to you, sing another breakthrough song. Make another breakthrough declaration. Pray once again. 
Cry out to God another time. Keep on praying. Be inspired by this woman of grace. Is anyone getting inspired in this house today? It was nothing. It's really what I felt in my heart was nothing was gonna stop this girl, this mother. That's why it's a Mother's Day message. I thought I'd pick on a mother and uh, let her inspire us with great faith. Despite the discouragement, she kept going. You know, I've got a testimony come through this week. And uh, this lady says, I was diagnosed with stage one cancer, progressed to stage four in one year. That's as bad as it gets. She said uh, she was praying with other believers, uh, which makes prayer more powerful. She said, I had my scan, I think it was last week, seen by the oncologist, and the cancer cells, all the cancer cells in the lungs and the lymph nodes have disappeared. And there's some in her spine that are also healing. She says, truly, the power of God is unimaginable. We serve a God of miracles, friends. And there's, we're getting the, keep sending your testimonies in because they are coming in and we're just seeing them go to another level. It's just inching up all the time. And that, that's a pretty decent one, quite frankly. I think that was, that was fantastic. <clears throat> What's that? Let's have our team. Let's have our music team. I reckon we need to sing Waymaker. Yeah. Right. Waymaker, because he's going to make a way for us, right? So come on, team, wherever you are, let's go. Come on, let's stand, church. Let's stand. And let's sing. You might say, why do I have to sing? You're singing for your breakthrough. Okay, you're singing for your miracle, not for mine. This is for you. I'm doing this for you. Because sometimes a song can lift your faith. We can preach and preach, but sometimes when you start singing, you know, even in the midst of the darkness, you know that God is working. Thanks, team. Let's go. Lift your voices. Lift your heart. Let faith arise in this house. Waymaker, miracle worker. That's what he is. Come on, reach out for your breakthrough this morning. Why not this morning? Why not this morning? Your miracle, your healing, your breakthrough. Yeah.
So what I think the Holy Spirit wants you to hear right now is in the midst of everything you're going through and the challenge you've been facing and the breakthrough you're wanting, He wants you to know He's never stopped working. Come on. He's never stopped working. He is working on your behalf. He is working in the dark. He is doing stuff. You can't see it. You don't know it, but He is working. That is the God that we serve right now in your midst. And He's working towards your miracle. He's working towards your breakthrough. He's working things in your life that you can't see. He's drawing forth treasure in your life that you can't see. In the midst of it all, friends, my God, your God never stops working. He never stops doing something good, something positive in your life. He's doing wonders in your life. Come on, let's sing it again. Even though you can't see it. I don't see it's your work Yeah. When I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Come on, let's give God a praise. Give Him a shout. Give Him a glory. Wow. Grab a seat. I'm struggling to contain myself, but I'm doing my best this morning because it's Mother's Day and I don't want to get too excited. Thanks, team. Great job. Give the team a big hand. These days they have to be at the ready because they just never know what I'm going to do, mainly because I don't know what I'm going to do either. This woman, is inc- who's being inspired by the Syrophoenician woman? She'd never give up. She'll never give up. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's a word of the Lord for us today. And anyway, her next step, what was her next step? Verse 25, after all of that, she came and worshipped Him, saying, Lord, help me. Despite silence, despite discouragement, despite saying, this is not for you, in the midst of a discouragement, What's her response? I'm just going to worship God a bit more. I'm going to go deeper in worship. You know, many of us at that point, we're thinking, God, I think I'll skip a few Sundays now because you're not coming through for me. God, I think I'll skip the prayer meeting. I'm not going to read my Bible. Her response is opposite, friends. She goes deeper. The darker it gets, the deeper she goes. The darker it gets, the deeper she goes. Have you got that? Friend, the darker it gets, the deeper you go. Deeper into God. Why we go back to the beginning? Only Jesus has got the answer. You see, when you stop going deeper, it's like you think, well, I'm going to look elsewhere. I'm not going to keep my focus on God. No, no, we keep our, she kept her focus on God. So in the midst of her darkness, she worshiped. Remember Hannah? She's barren in the Old Testament there, and she's desperate. She's but she's, you know, she's discouraged to the max. She's in distress and all the rest of it. But she also would go every year to the temple to worship God. These two great women, you know, the Syrophoenician woman and Hannah, in the midst of deepest darkness, they worshiped and both of them ended up getting the miracle that they were after. See, you're seeing steps here, friends, to get the miracle, the breakthrough that God has got for you. Then it gets worse. Could you imagine it getting worse? 
So in verse 26, he said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. So now he's calling her a dog. Tell the person next to you, you're no dog. You're no dog. I mean, imagine calling someone out, you know, you know, it's not good to take the children, throw it to the dogs. And she knew exactly what he was saying. She was like, I've already said, she knew that, you know, the healing was, it was a children's bread for the Jews. It wasn't for the Gentiles. It wasn't for the outsiders. And so he's basically saying, no, this is not for you. And maybe the Jews watching on, and you watch this Canaanite woman begging uh, for healing, and they're thinking to themselves, we're not letting the dogs in. Mark 7, 27 puts it this way. Jesus says, let the children be filled first. But with this word first, she would have heard that. Means there's a second. Means there's a second. So God always intended the gospel message to reach all people. You know, Jews and Gentiles. And uh, the woman responded, she said, listen to her faith. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. First the Jews, then the Gentiles like me. Imagine a family with uh, three kids, a <clears throat> couple of dogs, maybe like some families here. You host a life group. And so the dogs are put out carefully and hopefully locked away somewhere. Mother, good mother, gets out the food, chocolate biscuits and, you know, whatever they do, cheese and crackers and uh, puts the plates out. But a few minutes before everyone comes in, all the people come in, somehow the dogs get in and they eat all the chocolate biscuits and eat all the food and lick their mouths and leave a mess everywhere. There's muddy footprints, there's dog hair and all the rest of it. And the mother, the host comes out and she asks this question, who let the dogs in? So who did let the Gentile dogs in? It was God himself. When he sent Jesus to break open the door of salvation and make a way for Gentiles like you and me to come in to salvation. Aren't you glad that Jesus let the dogs in? That's you. It's not just for the Jews. It's for the Gentiles as well. It's for you. It's for me. God has made a way for us to be saved. But still, nobody wants to be called a dog. Now watch this real carefully, all right? I want to get this clear. There's two Greek words for a dog. <clears throat> and Jesus didn't use the word for a stray dog, but he used the word for a little dog like a family pet. So rather than insulting this woman, he's actually giving her a glimmer of hope. And when the woman hears the word, a pet dog, aha, she thinks, there's a slight open door for me right here. And so she says, verse 27, see, this woman's courageous, she's desperate, and she's persistent, she's also very smart, very smart. And she realized a pet dog has a master. And that's the word God, Jesus uses for it. So she says in verse 27, yes, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Stray dogs, they got to fend for themselves. But pet dogs get looked after by their master. And those, how many of you own a dog, by the way? There's a few dog owners here, not many, just a few. Owners. Well, you dog owners know that dogs are always waiting for the scraps 
to come off the table so they can have a bit of a bit of a feed. And you know how dogs can make pleading signs and they can whine and they can look you in the eye. I know we know all that sort of stuff. They can do it, hoping for scraps to fall on the on the floor. And the, this woman was willing to beg and to plead. Did you know that Adrian, Jody, and myself, we had a dog? Yeah, we had a dog. What was it called? What sort of dog was it? What sort of dog was it? Hey? We can't remember the dog. It was a little dog. It was a white dog. It was a little dog. It was a white dog. All right, and we, we own this dog. We're proud owners of the dog. All right, we were dog owners. If you want to know anything about dogs, don't come and talk to us. Our dog lasted six weeks. All right, then we sold the dog. We loved the dog. We cried when the dog went, but uh, we sold the dog. All right, so just in case you thought we don't know anything about dogs, we know about dogs. All right. <laughs> it was a lot of, no, it wasn't a lot of fun at all. Anyway, <laughs> look, I'm running out of time. Keep quiet. What incredible faith this woman had. She only needed a few, a few crumbs. So I've just got some bread here. That's why it's here. She didn't need a whole loaf of God's power. She didn't need a whole loaf of God's even a whole loaf of faith, quite frankly. She didn't need a whole lot of that. She didn't even need a slice. Like, you know, just say, look, give me a slice here and that, that will do the job. No, no, she didn't even need that. Her faith was so strong that all she needed, she said, God, just give me one crumb under the table. And she said, God, one crumb of your power one crumb of your anointing. One crumb of faith, you could say. I know, God, that is enough to get my miracle, to get my breakthrough. And friends, I want to say to you today, everyone in this building, upstairs and downstairs, you know, you, you, all you need is one moment from God. You just need one crumb of His power. You just need one one moment where God comes and just touches your life. You don't need fire from heaven. You don't need angels to turn up to you. You need just one mustard seed of faith. And that's the tiniest amount of faith that you need to get the miracle. You know, a mustard seed of faith can, that can move a mountain. It can do the greatest miracles possible. And I wanna say to everyone in this building today, you have a mustard seed of faith. Everyone has that. You, you wouldn't be here today if you didn't have that much faith. You would be out there somewhere doing something else. But because you are here, I know there is a mustard seed of faith. And all, that's all that you need. And that's all the Syrophoenician woman said. That's all I need to get my miracle. That's all I need to get my breakthrough. You have enough faith for your miracle. You have enough faith for your breakthrough. You have enough faith for your answered prayer. You have enough faith for your children to come back to God, your children to be get right with God. Whatever it is, friends, all you need is one little crumb of God's power to get the miracle that you need. Is there a praise? Is there a shout? Is there a glory in this house for the King of kings and the Lord of lords? I'm wanting to build your faith this morning because sometimes we think I don't have the faith for it. Friends, remember, you don't, you don't have to have that much faith and that's the whole 
miracle of this story. And that's why I think Jesus said to her, woman, great is your faith. She understood God had infinite power and authority and she didn't need a lot of faith. She was also humble. Just keep that in mind. There was no God, why me? Why this suffering? This is not fair. There's no bitterness. That's a right posture. Humility is a right posture to get the miracle that you want. And then she also had, what I've been saying all this meeting, is she had persistence. She was relentless in her pursuit of her miracle. There was no letting up. There was no giving up. There was no quit in this lady. There was no stopping in this lady. She would fight through every barrier, every obstacle, every resistance. She's gonna push her way through and get to the miracle that God had in store for her. I read the story of this Christian man, leader, struggling with a porn addiction for 10 years. And he says this. He says, I can't tell you why a prayer prayed for 10 years was answered after, a thousand, after 999 requests were met with silence. But then, sudden breakthrough and a miracle. Friends, that's what persistence does. You see, you never know how close you are to your breakthrough. You never know how near it is. And I wanna suggest it's closer. Well, I know it's closer than it's ever been. Your breakthrough is closer than it was yesterday, closer than it was this morning, because every day that passes, you're closer and closer to your breakthrough. This mother would never, ever quit. And can I encourage you, never give up on believing for your breakthrough. Then in Matthew 15, 28, then Jesus answered and said, "A woman, great is your faith. Let it be as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. She believed what Jesus said. So Jesus said, your daughter's healed. Now she shouldn't see her daughter. She couldn't see it. But she believed what God said. She believed what Jesus said. I wonder what God has spoken to you. Can you believe? I mean, I've got promises. I mean, I've got promises on promises. And I believe them. I'm not seeing them yet, but I believe them. God's gonna answer His promises. All His promises are yes and amen. What has He promised you? What has He said to you? Great faith believes what God says even before the answer is visible. Even before she could see that the daughter was healed, she believed that what Jesus said, because we read in Mark 7, 29 and 30, he said to her, for this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she came to her house, she found the demon had gone and her daughter lying on the bed. So once Jesus said the word, she believed it and she left. She didn't say, well, God, can you give me some guarantee that this has been done? Jesus said, no, 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 your daughter is healed. Her faith did not question what God had spoken. Her faith believed what God said. She went her way, got home, and of course her daughter was healed. This mother was desperate for a miracle. Desperation is a gift from God. I wonder if sometimes the problem with the church today, for much of it, including myself, is we're just not desperate enough. We're willing to put up with a whole lot of rubbish and nonsense. We're willing to let devil run roughshod over ourselves and our families and all the rest of it. We're just not desperate enough. 
because desperation drives us to do things we would never otherwise do. Desperation drives us to our knees. It drives us to prayer. It drives us to fasting. It drives us to making declarations. It drives us to surrender and sacrifice and all the rest. Desperation is a gift of God. If you're feeling desperate today, thank God for your desperation because that's what kept this woman going. If she wasn't this desperate, she wouldn't have done all the things that she did. She even did somewhat crazy things. And when you're desperate, you do a few crazy things. People say, why are you doing that? Weren't you at the pre-meeting last week? Why do you have to go to a second pre-meeting, a third pre-meeting? Why do you have to fast so much? Why are you doing all this? People think you're a bit crazy. That's what desperation does. You know the story of my dad given three weeks to live. Desperation drove me to pray and fast like never ever before in my entire life. I was desperate enough. It did the greatest work in my life. God drew out of me gifts that were in my life through my desperate dark hour. Don't despise the desperation. Don't despise even the darkness. Let God work. So what are you desperate for this morning? Healing, deliverance, miracle in your relationships, mental health, kids, away from God. Is it in your job, bullying, depression, fear, loneliness? List goes on, rejection. Use that desperation to drive you to Jesus. Let it drive you to Jesus. Because at minimum, you're gonna come out with a closer walk with God. And that's the ultimate price. That's the ultimate trophy. That's the ultimate reward. That's the ultimate victory. You know, that's the ultimate achievement. That is the greatest success of all. You can have all of this other stuff, but friends, a closer walk with Jesus. And if that's what the darkness does for you, thank God for the darkness, because at least you got the ultimate prize. I often pray that in my prayer meetings. I say, Jesus, you're, you're the ultimate prize. I want you more than anything else. You're the ultimate victory. You're the ultimate success. Lord, knowing you is the ultimate achievement in life. And when you keep your focus on that, friends, the darkness can drive you into Jesus and bring you into a closer relationship with him. And that is your victory. Let it push you into the, let your desperation drive you into the book. Thank you for the exciting response on that point. I think you're all ready for Mother's Day lunch, aren't you? I'm not finished. I think we'll extend the service a bit later today. We'll, I think we'll go to quarter to 11, I think, you know, just so that Jesus is more important than anything else. <laughs> the same power that healed this daughter is available to you right now. Right now. You know our biggest problem with faith? Our answer's out there. It's tomorrow or next week or the week after. Faith says it's now. Faith says it's in the service. Faith says I'm not leaving before I get my miracle. That's real faith, friends. Let's believe for that. All you need is a crumb of God's power. I've said it so many times. Give your not enough faith to God because actually it is enough. God can do a lot with little. Let's have the musicians, singers, please come and join me. All you need is a mustard seed of faith. All you need, we pick up this rubbish, a good person always picks up the rubbish that they drop, see? So I pick up these crumbs. Friends, that's all you need. Just a crumb of God's power, a crumb of God's anointing, a 
crumb of God's faith and you've got that much faith in your life. It is time for your breakthrough and for your miracle. And why not on Mother's Day? In Jesus' name. Amen.